podcast created by friends with friends for friends. It's the best. All right, another best episode podcast. Hey, it's Shawnee O. I got uh, I got Dan Morris here with me. What's up, Dan? What up? So, business, entertainment, sports, and thoughts podcast by friends with friends for friends. We're having a lot of fun, getting a lot of interaction. Check us out at thebestcast.com, the best podcast uh, on Facebook, Instagram. We really appreciate everyone following our activity and listening to the podcast. So thank you. Lots to get into, Dan. We got Cousin Cammy standing by. Cousin Cammy, what's going on? What up, Cam? Not Sean. How are you? What a week in sports, huh? It's been a trip these last few days, huh? <laughs> it's been it's been, it's been very interesting. It's been a weekend. It really has. Let's first chat about this. What was up with the rumor that he was going to the Bills? I, I'll I'll just jump in real quick talking yeah. about like the last few days. Friday was so underwhelming. Like I'm sure Cam <laughs> can attest. I was wait like all these names started coming out of the woodwork, and I remember like I remember hearing on the radio going into Friday the heavy favorites. Or at least someone, I think it was either like Clay Travis or someone on Fox was talking about heavy favorites is the Washington Redskins and the Tennessee Titans. And it was just like, I, like, I, I think Antonio Brown's kind of an idiot, but I want him to go somewhere exciting and fun. And then I got a text from Sean, I think like overnight, about the Bills being a front runner. Yeah. And I thought that was awesome. I said, this the best thing that could happen is if Pittsburgh just says, fuck it, and dumps them <laughs> to the Bills. That would have made my life. But then nothing, nothing happened. Everyone, everyone was like bowing out by noon, and then I was like, "All right, whatever." But <laughs> <laughs> that Bills it, thing just didn't make sense, in my opinion. Like it was, it was almost weird, like, "Really? They got to get good players someday." Yeah. <laughs> it was a weird scenario. I mean, Thursday night, uh, Ian Rappaport was the one to break the news about the trade, and you know, Ian Rappaport's yeah. word is very viable in the NFL offseason. Yeah, sure. So, that happened, and all of a sudden, the NFL official Instagram page posts that, you know, he's on his way to Buffalo. And, of course, Antonio Brown probably makes the Instagram comment of the year. It says, fake news. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, that, that was just a whirlwind. I'm going to be honest with you. After I saw that, <laughs> I was going to make a joke today in the podcast. If he didn't get traded yet, I was going to say, you guys hear that? That's Antonio Brown's trade value plummeting. I mean, oh, yeah. Oh, my God. It's insane. And I'm not surprised he, he did not get deals Friday. I mean, if you yeah. think about it, they're scrambling after that, you know, that whole scenario. I mean, they probably thought they had a deal in principle with Buffalo. And now all of a sudden, not only do you not have that anymore, but you have other teams turned off by that and saying, you know what, we, we want out of this. Well, that's the thing. It left a lot of. I mean, you you nailed it, dude. When you said his clock was stummeting, it, it, some um, plummeting rather, if nothing happened. But didn't Buffalo kind of come out pretty early on in the day, and weren't they the ones who said like, you know, we're not interested, like we're we're cutting cutting the cords with this talk? You know, it's weird because I think you are right. I think they did come out earlier in the day. And then and say, everyone you know, else said it's not the same really thing. something we're looking to explore. But it's funny that that you know that whole thing happened Thursday night. My mm. honest opinion, I feel like Buffalo was just putting out some feelers and, you know, kind of mm. got something going in principle. And then they wanted to see how he'd react. And obviously they saw how he reacted. They pulled out right away. That's my theory on it. Well, quite the short stunt in uh, in Buffalo. He's <laughs> certainly not going. <laughs> but he Probably is. Probably the best receiver they've had in years. <laughs> I uh, Dude, I actually somehow think he still had more stats than Terrell Owens did when he was in <laughs> Buffalo. <laughs> he, will, he will nonetheless be joining uh, Coach Gruden, uh, Derek Carr, <laughs> his buddy Matadius Bryant. Is. Um, you know, the likes of Marshawn Lynch, maybe Doug Martin, um, in Oakland, which, I, you know, I heard quite early on was a, was an option for Antonio, uh, Cammy, what does this mean for Gruden's second se- Is it second or third season in Oakland? Second, this second, would be season, second in Oakland. season of his 10 year deal, massive yeah. deal. Um, honestly, this is kind of weird, but I'm going to be honest with you. This makes them probably the front runner for hard knocks. Am I not wrong? I mean, Oh, interesting. Yeah. <laughs> You know, that's going to be a show, seeing Gruden yeah. coach, seeing the team react to what should be their last season in Oakland, yeah. right? And so then, is this really and, an Antonio X factor? Brown. Is this really going to be an X factor? I mean, they were just – there were times last season where they just didn't even look like they wanted to play football, and they, they didn't have that bad of a roster. 
So. It's very strange because if you told me at the beginning of the year when they pulled that Khalil Mack trade yep. that they would still retain those first round picks but also get Antonio Brown via uh, trade, yep. I would look at you like you're crazy. I mean, they, they didn't give up much. The problem is that it's taking up a lot of their cap. I actually think it is the mm-hmm. biggest dead cap hit in NFL history to this point. I, I, I think it also makes – I mean, they lost Amari Cooper as well. Yep. But I, I think it makes it look worse because Cooper I, – I, I think Cooper I, – I, I'll put it this way. I, I don't think Amari Cooper is as good as, you know, as he had a few kind of flash-in-the-pan games with Dallas. I think those stats were – I mean, I think he had like two or three, like literally, what, like close to 300-yard games? And like yeah, he had a few. Games. I remember those games. Monster. And, and you nailed it, dude. Yes, they lost two pretty big names, but – I. You know, a lot of these stats came to came to relevance since they they you know worked out the trade with Antonio. Amari Cooper really didn't do much in Oakland for that no, type of a name for that no. kind of a draft pick. So I mean, I don't think that's a huge loss. I think obviously, I mean, Antonio is an obvious upgrade. I think another another correlation I saw was they had Antonio Brown's numbers compared to Oakland's receiving core in general, uh, and he smoked pretty much every category. And oh, honestly, yeah. <laughs> total yardage he was like less than a thousand yards below, which is disgusting. Um, but no, man, you nailed it. They have a bright future. They got some talent there. Uh, but I think I think to Sean's point, the stadium uh, issue I think can be a big deal. I mean, I heard reports as early as this week talking about where. You know, they they might not even know where they're going to be playing in, in the interim, or, or just trying to get people to buy into to what they're doing. Because when are they when are they expected to start in Vegas? Twenty twenty next year, the year yeah, after twenty twenty. I believe it's twenty twenty. Right. Yep. So I think it's just going to be a weird season if they if they if they somehow can put together a good season like a eleven and five, twelve and four season. I think it's going to be really interesting to see how that plays out transitioning into next year. Personally, yep. I don't think they will, Strange. but. I thought, and I thought I heard somewhere that Marshawn Lynch like might not be coming back, and you also you also forget uh, Jordy Nelson is also on that team. So. Yeah, I don't think Marshawn Lynch knows what planet he's on, let alone <laughs> too many commercials. He's he's working those uh, TV commercial deals. Think about like this crazy turning point they took, whatever it was, a couple years ago when Derek Carr got hurt going into the playoffs. They, dude, they were uh, maybe the hottest team in the yeah. AFC going to the playoffs. Totally. Derek Carr gets hurt. They get smoked by Houston. Uh, and then, you know, whatever. On to the next year, they stink. This year was a disaster. You know, John Gruden's first year, he's cleaning house. You know, and, and like I said, what I think makes it worse is obviously Khalil Mack's an elite player. He had another great year. Um, but Amari Cooper happened to have some put up some big numbers in Dallas, too. Just makes the move look a little worse. But. Um, I don't know. I'm interested to see what they do, and I'm definitely interested to see how Antonio Brown fits into all this. Because we talked about last week, you know, is Antonio Brown a product of himself, or is that kind of a product of the Pittsburgh environment? There's only one way to find out, man. Put him in a new environment and see what happens. And he still is working with a very, uh, a, a very good quarterback. Yeah, Derek Carr is uh, definitely one of the more, I guess, under over, overlooked quarterbacks in a yeah, way. Maybe he had a down season, yes, but uh. Put it this way: He's going to mesh a lot better with a guy like Derek Carr than he would with Josh Allen in Buffalo. Oh, 100 percent. Patience for that. <laughs> so NBC Sports, uh, not to get into free agency talk too quickly here, because I I do have another comment on Pittsburgh, but uh, they're reporting that uh, the Raiders may spotlight uh, Le'Veon Bell in uh, on Wednesday. Well, I don't know. I don't know how. Do they have the room to even sign? They, so they have the room to sign him if they want to. I don't know. If well, Cammy was just talking about the cap, so it's a big dead cap hit for Pittsburgh. Oh, but yeah. Oakland, yeah, yeah. it would be about twenty million for Antonio Brown. That's what oh, goes. He's going to want some. Yeah, I, I don't know. I see him. Honestly, we we mentioned this last time. I honestly, I think the team's irrelevant. I think he's just looking at the biggest, you know, the contract with the with the most number. Oh, hundred percent. He's looking for the juiciest contract out there, and you know, be someone it, like the know? Jets could be someone like uh, I don't know, Baltimore thrown out there. That'd be kind of interesting. He stays in the NFC, AFC North. Yeah, yeah. The Chiefs is a dark horse, but they came up Chiefs, big with that yeah. Carlo Hyde. They, Carlos I was gonna Hyde. say, yeah, yeah. That's Chiefs took on Carlos Hyde. Yeah. Wow, that's interesting. That could be an interesting little tandem with. Uh, yeah. Damn Carlos Williams. Hyde did some good things. Posted some good stats out in uh, San Francisco. Uh, yeah. Late. yeah, he was always kind of like a, uh, I think a bigger name in like fantasy realms because he'd have he'd get a lot of volume. 
Yeah. I'd be interested to see. He kind of had a sleeper season out in uh, Cleveland, and he was in Jacksonville towards the end of the year, right? Yeah. Yeah, he was. So, um, so the Steelers done? Like, what are we – do they even make the playoffs? Do they even have a shot? Like, or is this just we watch the Steelers kind of wither away and start to rebuild? Talented young defense. They still have guys like Juju Schuster. James Connors proven he can play in the position. Mm-hmm. The other thing to look at is though there's other guys in the NFC North who are on the come up. You know, I hate to say it, but Cleveland's doing all the right things as far as making themselves better. I think it's going to be in. It is, man, and and they what they they just they just uh, got the kid from the Giants too, right? Yeah, they got Olivier Vernon, and that was a yep. great deal for them. And yeah. you look at that, you look at that division overall. I mean, you look at Cleveland; they're they've certainly got their their dog pound behind them mm-hmm. with Baker Mayfield and what they're doing. Is Marvin Lewis? Did he did he retire? Get fired? Whatever. Got fired. He, he got, got fired. Okay, so so changes being made in uh, uh, with the Bengals Baltimore and Baltimore. I got to tell you, with getting rid of Joe Flacco and 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 Jackson now going to play a full season here, um, it's really going to see inter- be interesting to see what happens over there too. Yeah, what do you think about that, Cam? How do you see Lamar Jackson panning out now that yeah. he's now that NFL has a year to you know actually study him and game plan for him? Uh, I think a lot of his future depends on if he can throw the ball. I mean, I I see him as like kind of like the Ben Simmons of the NFL in a way. Like Ben Simmons yeah. doesn't have a jumper in the NBA. Lamar Jackson doesn't really have an arm in the NFL, and I think mm-hmm. you need one in today's league. I, agree I mean, that. he's a great yeah. running threat. Yeah. I, I kind of compared it to RG RG three second year when he kind of came in midseason and it was just it's just it's or it's almost like remember when the wild when uh, the Dolphins rolled out the Wildcat and mm-hmm. unfortunately ran all over the Pats the first time they did it but it, it it's hard to defend something that you don't have enough intel on to game plan for because the NFL is all about game planning it's matches. all about it really matches. it's all about now, game you know what I mean we talked about the 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 defenses in that division, he's going to play, you know, six games a year, almost, you know, basically almost half his schedule against quality defenses, not to mention coaches that are and coordinators that are tenured enough to know what they're doing. Mm-hmm. I, I think it's going to be interesting to see it played out. I, I honestly, I, I can see a scenario where Cleveland could mess around and win upwards of seven, eight, nine games next year and, and make a little run depending on what guys like Pittsburgh and, and Baltimore end up doing. I, I mean, listen, Cleveland, Cleveland's got a good young team. I mean, Baker Mayfield definitely proved himself at the end of the year. They'd be my favorites to win today. I wouldn't count out Pittsburgh just yeah, yet. I mean, no, James Conner has proved himself as a, you know, pretty good back and Juju's going to step in the number one receiver role and you don't know how he's going to do. He might, you know, he might do well. He's going to face all those coverages AB has though. Oh, yeah. So that's a good point about the coverages, and it's just a whole different ball game. Honestly, a whole different mindset when you officially shift into that number one spot, and you really don't have that safety net of guys like AB, and well, I guess they didn't have Le'Veon last year, but guys like AB taking taking that safety's consideration, kind of moving over and worrying about him. Um, I, I just think I just think Juju Smith-Schuster is athletic, is athletic as fuck, and I, I think he's definitely in a good spot to to get some stuff going with Ben if they can all stay on the same page. But that that's going to be an interesting division for sure. Oh, yeah, 100%. Um, looking forward to it. How do you see a, a Antonio Brown's season going next year? I could see him getting 1,000 yards again. I don't think Oakland's going to improve much. Um, it'll be weird. It's a weird fit to look at. But obviously, as, as I said with Bell, I think the money is just the biggest thing to him. So as long as he's getting paid, maybe maybe you can get him to not be as toxic. So let's transition over to the Pats and uh, Bennett, uh, Michael Bennett, the brother of Martellus Bennett, uh, coming over to the Pats. First thoughts on that? It's a, it's a good piece. It's a good piece on the defensive line for them to have. Obviously, yeah. Michael Bennett's very much past his prime, but I mean, last year he still was productive in a in a certain role with Philadelphia. Yeah. So there's nice no reason to believe he can't be productive here. I, I don't mind the signing from a football perspective. I, I'm just not a huge fan of Michael Bennett as a person. Some of the kind of bonehead off the field stuff he's gotten involved in. Same, honestly, with his brother. Mm-hmm. Um, but I mean, they here's the thing. I mean, they needed they needed they need to get a defensive lineman in there. I mean, Trey Flowers is out there. Who knows what's going to go on with those guys? I thought it was. Uh, I I don't know if if anyone can work with these types of guys. Obviously, the Patriots have proved they can. Maybe minus Albert Hainsworth. Um, but I'm, I'm curious to see how Michael Bennett plays out. Uh, Cam, how how do you feel about the rest of the landscape as far as NFL free agencies free agents go? There's there's a 
huge pool of talent still out there. There's a lot of defensive talent out there. There's a lot of guys that had down years last year that were considered elite the year before out there, uh, especially at some skill positions I'm noticing. But uh, guys like Anthony Barr on the defensive end, I mean, he was yep. someone who was hot and coming up. And last year, you know, he kind of went down the slopes a little bit. So maybe some team can get him on a good bargain and he has another productive year, you know? Um, what about Earl Thomas? Earl Thomas, uh, to me, I know there were reports uh, early in the season he wanted to be a cowboy, if I'm correct, right? Ooh, ooh. I could definitely see that. And then, and then Landon Collins, too. There, there's some good Landon safety. Collins is another one. Yeah, he's. He, I'm pretty sure he didn't have the best year either last year, uh, but he was another one of those guys that was just really good the year before. I mean, I think a lot of people consider him one of the better players on the defensive end in football. So, Dude, I... I'm just going through this list now. It's crazy. I mean, there's, obviously, Nick there's Bold so much talent on the, on the defensive end, dude. C.J. Mosley, Anthony Barr, mm-hmm. Justin Houston, K.J. Wright, Ha-ha, Sheldon Clinton Richards. Dix. You look uh, at and Dominican Sue was a one year. Not Dominican Sue. That's what I was just going to yeah. say. Absolutely, Ziggy Ansa is out there. Mm-hmm. Yep, Tevin Coleman and another running back to watch on free agency list. Mark Ingram. Yes. Wow. Wow. What about the that's Honey crazy. Badger? So the Honey Badger Tyrone Matthews. Also, I I heard he's looking wow. at Baltimore. Yeah, the Honey Badger is looking at Baltimore. That is what I heard as well. So, I want to go back to the running backs real quick we just mentioned between Ingram and Coleman. I think that's interesting because they're virtually – they're both coming from basically a two-back system. That's a good point. Um, and at this point, point, Mark Ingram's the number two to Alvin Kamara. Mm-hmm. And then – well, I don't know because Alvin Kamara can kind of put him anywhere. But do you, can you see Mark Ingram and Tevin Coleman taking on lead back roles somewhere else in the league? Do you think that's something they'd want to do? I could see Mark Ingram taking on a lead back role. Uh, you know, I think he's definitely someone who could take on that lead back role. As for Coleman... That's essentially what Tevin Coleman had to do this season with, with Freeman getting hurt, right? Yeah, he took on the lead back role. I don't think he excelled much, but I do think he is kind of your change of pace back. Um, from I, I like Tevin like Coleman a lot. I do. Even from like, a, from like a fantasy football perspective, or like a... Like a daily fantasy football perspective. I would often go back and forth between, all right, Freeman and Coleman. And, dude, Free- Coleman would, would score on, you know, dump off receiving touchdowns or, or like, you know, yak, yak yardage here and there. Coleman can put up numbers and definitely produce. Um, he actually played pretty well in the Super Bowl. Yeah, I, I, I'd be interested to see what they do with him because he, he's, a, he's a solid young talent. How old is Mark Ingram now? Mark Ingram is 29, I believe, actually. Damn, that's yeah. that's still wow. That's that's old. Twenty nine, twenty nine years old. Yeah, he's eighty nine. How realistic do you think that Odell Beckham would get traded? Uh, I find that really, I find that really unrealistic. I mean, <laughs> listen, no one's going to meet the Giants' demands for that. I mean, he is the which is fair. If he were put on the trade market, he would be the premier. He'd be 100%. bigger than any of the free agents out there. I mean, they would require at least two first round picks. This guy's he's talented. He really is. So. <laughs> I mean, thinking about it, yeah, I'd like to see him, you know, get traded, go to greener pastures. Um, but, no, I don't see the Giants letting go of him this early in his career, of course. Gotcha. Yeah, I don't know. I just saw the thing with Brady and, and all that stuff on Twitter. And I yeah, was they like, got an interesting bromance, <laughs> huh? Yeah. Uh, the last one I think we should touch on is Nick Foles. What do you think is the deal with that? There were kind of some rumors about Jacksonville that I thought seemed pretty legitimate. I but mean, now- Jacksonville and then Miami apparently was uh, looking for something other than Ryan Tanhale. Uh, apparently, yeah. they had their eye on Keenum, but maybe that attention gets turned toward Foles. Hmm. I don't know. It's gonna be it's gonna be fun, man, to see how all this stuff plays out. Now that's gonna the, be an interesting off season this year. Well, let's uh, let's transition and end uh, our football chat to uh, Patriots free agency. Any anything there? Uh there's a lot of wide receivers past Golden Tate for them to build their yeah. wide receiver core. Yeah. One guy I look at is uh, Cole Beasley. I mean, Cole Beasley is uh, <laughs> good old Cole. I mean, he got a lot of opportunities taken away from him when Amari Cooper was dealt to Dallas. So I can see the Patriots maybe sliding in, giving him a cheaper offer. Um, another guy I noticed was Jamison Crowder. Jamison Crowder had a very good year before this year for Washington. He did. And, you know, this year, yeah, you know, he was. Up and down. It was more Josh Doxson who had uh, the premier yeah. year on that team. Two wide receivers I could really see the Patriots maybe taking a chance on. Well, the Redskins uh, had a tough situation with uh, Alex Smith going down. And uh, Alex Smith, generally speaking, isn't that. He's not. Hey, Sean. What? 
Who's the best receiver in Madden? Best receiver in Madden? Cole. Beastly. Anyways. All day. Um, <laughs> back to my Redskins point. You know, Alex Smith, He he's never been a, a long-distance yardage thrower. He's just a clock mm-hmm. controller, right? So it's going to be interesting to see Keenum now going to the Redskins and seeing if uh, if their wide receivers can be activated for the long bomb. We'll see. That should be it. What about uh... – do you see any? Do you see any uh, chance Danny Amendola comes back? Ooh. I could definitely see Danny Amendola coming back. I mean, he certainly has probably has interest in the Patriots. Uh, he this must, season. especially after he, last. He's got oh yeah, hundred percent. I I was the most fun he's ever had. Mm. He just clicks so well with that team. I, I I do think out of all the guys we talked about, I I I really do like Golden Tate coming into that slot receiver position. He's probably a little higher priced than the other guys. Would you yeah. say or? They pretty much all in the same field. No, I mean Golden Tate will definitely cost more than any of the guys we've yeah. named thus far. Uh, but the question is, is would he be worth it? And to me, right. if he could be the guy he was in Detroit for those couple of years, yeah, yeah, he'd be worth it, hundred percent. Yep. Uh, all right, guys. For, wait, another name to look ahead, out yeah. for for physical receivers. Uh, watch out for Devin Funches. That that's a yep. good name on there. Underrated. Big name. guy. A, I like him. Big dude. Yeah. So. Is, so he's a free agent now, right? Yes, he is a free agent right now. So if he leaves, who else? What else is out there in Carolina? <laughs> Cam's going to throw to himself. Cam's going to start run, throwing the ball up, and after. you can pretty much do everything. <laughs> yeah. Good uh, lord, that that's a that team is yikes. Falling apart. That's a, that's a rough offense to watch. That, that team's been falling apart since their Super Bowl loss. To be honest. Yeah. Totally. All right, boys. So let's uh, let's transition to probably your favorite thing to talk about: the NBA. The C's uh, tipping off against the Clippers tomorrow night. Uh, coming off of a big game yesterday against uh, LeBron and the Lakers, destroying them one twenty to one hundred seven. So I'm going to ask you again, and I'll probably ask in the next couple of weeks as well: Is this it for LeBron? And are they kind of just checking out, or? Uh, yeah, I'd say this is about it for LeBron and the Lakers. I mean, listen, yesterday, uh, you didn't see Lonzo Ball was announced out for the season. Brandon Ingram yep. was announced out for the season. Those are oh, two wow. of their young premier players. Uh, Kyle Kuzma will still be active. Uh, but listen, this, this team threw in the white flag with saying LeBron's going to get a minutes restriction and the fact that two of those guys are out for the year. Uh, it's disappointing, but they're going to have to look ahead to the offseason in which they have very slim odds at landing any premier free agent. I mean, maybe they could scrap around and get someone like a Nikola Vucevic who's uh, on the free agent market. Uh, I doubt Kemba Walker's going to have any interest. Uh, maybe a DeMarcus Cousins if they get really that desperate. Yeah. So let me let me ask you this. Um, and, dude, the other crazy thing watching the game last night, yeah, LeBron's on a minute restrictions. I think he played like 28 minutes. Dude still dropped a 30-point triple-double. Oh, oh 100%. Like, LeBron, James, LeBron James, when he sets his mind to it, he's the best player in the world. I, I think a lot of that was, you know, obviously playing up to the stage with Kyrie. But it's like, dude, everything is just so – I think he's just one of those players that just – everything looks so simple. And it's like – and it's so efficient. And it's uh, it's honestly – it's it's fun to watch, man. It's 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 cool to watch. I mean, um, you gotta, you gotta understand you're watching the best of this generation when you watch. Isn't that him. weird, dude? I I say that a lot. I mean, just kind of go on a, a side thing. I say that all the time because if you think about it, on the same point, even like in the NFL, like watching Tom Brady, mm. it's it's. Remember, like growing up as a kid, you would talk to your parents about, you know, Joe Montana or you know, like the Steelers or whoever it was, dude, like. 10, 20 years from now, whatever it is, we're going to say, hey, we grew up watching Tom Brady. Yeah, That's the gonna, history yeah. books we're talking about. That's Same with LeBron. MJ was there. I mean, MJ was, you know, I was still a kid in the 90s. It wasn't quite the same as really growing up and diving into these games, like with Brady and LeBron and Kobe, whatever it is. But Well, Space Jam. Uh, Space Jam. True. So. Yes. And, and then speaking <laughs> of LeBron, do you want to touch on quick the um, uh, passing MJ over the weekend too, or over the week? Yeah, I mean, uh, that, that was a big accomplishment for LeBron. Oh, uh, that, that's really big, but I got to say this. I, I'll never know if LeBron or MJ is the GOAT person. Never had the pleasure of watching Michael Jordan. Um, mm. A lot of people get 50-50 on that debate. But listen, you got to appreciate that we are watching the best player in basketball of this generation by far. 100%. 
Yeah, 100%. So let me get you guys' uh, take on that, though, because so like we talk about Tom Brady, Joe Montana, greatest quarterback of all time, right? But it's apples and oranges because the game's evolved, right? It's changed. Mm. Um, yeah, but Brady, Brady's not the greatest of all time because of his numbers, I don't I, think. So that's where I'm going with this. This LeBron over MJ, finally beating MJ's record. It's, it's, it's points scored. It's one yeah. statistic. Yeah. Um, you know what I mean? LeBron, to his own acknowledgement, he's not a he's not a scorer. That's not his main skill set. It's not his main priority. If I would if say it's I his think... main priority, but he definitely uh, throws in the passing game a lot too. I mean, you got to remember this guy's going to end up top yeah. ten assist as well, which is insane to mm-hmm. think about. I mean, physically, he's on a different level than Michael Jordan, especially oh, back in like the Heat days. Like he oh, was yeah. a fu- he was a, he was a li- he was the linebacker playing basketball. That like, jump over North- Jason Terry in the Eastern Conference Finals still haunts my mind. <laughs> Jesus, <laughs> I feel like to your point, Sean, I agree. I think those greatest of all time debates are just so l- open ended because you're you're it's you're debating like apples the and oranges. Don't make sense. You know what I mean? If it was, it's hard to debate two athletes because very rarely. Are you debating two athletes who, who honestly play against each other? You know, offense versus defense, vice versa, and stuff like that. I mean, this generation, the only ones I think that make sense to look at are, are more along the lines of, like, Brady and Peyton or, like, maybe Kobe and LeBron. Yep. I don't know. Another name you can throw on the basketball is Tim to, I think it's hard to oh. rank who have never played against each other. It's just mm-hmm. kind of silly. And here's the other thing. Just a side tangent I want to throw out there because I was watching something over the weekend. I've always I've always been curious how Shaquille O'Neal is never even thrown into somewhat discussion of one of the greatest players of all time. Because there was a point where you couldn't defend him. It was literally impossible to Oh, do. 100%. I like, mean, I've never, it's just was crazy. the best center of the late 90s, early 2000s. I don't think there's much Easily. of a debate for that. Um, you mentioned the offseason for the Lakers. I'd be curious, how, what do you think this does for guys like Magic Johnson and Rob Palenka if they can't pull something off this summer? Like, what kind of immense pressure are they under right now? They're under a lot of pressure. I mean, listen, they brought in LeBron, and now LeBron's getting an in, impatient. I mean, the title window for them with LeBron James on the team is right now. My yeah. thoughts on this is that I think they're going to get desperate. I think it's either going to be Boogie Cousins or Nikola Vucevic to a big deal. And I also think my hot take for the summer, they're going to get a trade in for Bradley Beal. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think I think that's one trade that does make sense for a LeBron-built team. I mean, think about the great guards that he's played with on championship teams such as Dwayne Wade and Kyrie Irving. I feel like he always needs that complimentary piece at the one or two. Yeah. Um, Sean, did you want to touch on some uh, hockey stuff? Um, yes. Before we get into that, though, I want to get you guys' take on uh, on Cowboys defensive end uh, David Irving. He will oh, not. Yeah. Hard <laughs> uh, there's TMZ reporting he's got no regrets mm. after quitting TMZ NFL. Um, he reported himself on Instagram. <laughs> yeah. You know, this whole issue with policy on marijuana. Uh, where do we see, given the uh, given the climate of uh, of marijuana, smoking weed from a national perspective, states now allowing it? Is this something the NFL should should revisit this rule? I mean, there's there's like five different ways to catch the ball now. Uh, do we look at, we look at the drug policy? Unfortunately, I feel like that comes down to a lot of U.S. law and whether weed is legal in that state. You know what I mean? I mean, until then, oh, interesting I don't take. know if the NFL can really take. visit that law. But I think uh, David Irving's points. I mean, obviously, th- this guy's got a trouble past anyway. Yeah. Like, this guy isn't a clean, clean-cut player. He's very talented. He's very good. And he's also very right. young. But, I mean, the thing that stuck out to me, though, when he was talking, was talking about, you know, he basically admitted he's addicted to marijuana. Whatever. Okay, fine. I think I think smo- the, the, the idea of smoking weed and marijuana in general has definitely kind of shifted, at least socially, more into the medical way of looking at it than it used to. Um, but I thought it was interesting. He's talking about. He's like, hey, you know, I, I. He's like, correct me where I'm wrong, Camp. But he was saying some stuff along lines of, I pretty much leave practice and games every day with splitting headaches. Mm. He's like, I have trouble driving home because they're so severe. And he's like, you know, they're so quick to give me prescriptions for Xanax and Percocets and all this stuff. And I think he's basically saying I'd, I'd feel safer just self-medicating myself with marijuana, and they they won't let me do that. I mean. Yeah, that, that's this guy's what he was doctor. going off on on his uh, Instagram Live. He was basically saying, you know, they're allowed to pump me up with this, that, everything right. else in the cabinet. But, you know, I'm not allowed to smoke weed to kind of heal myself a little bit or help myself rest and rela- relax, you know. And I get his point. That, that That is a good point, you know. 
Right, but at the same time, I mean, I know I can't go to my job high every day. Wait a minute. Wait a minute, Dan. <laughs> I'm kidding. Sorry. Well, you know what I mean. It's like there are social state rules that, you know, and, and, and I don't want that either. You know, you don't want your – you don't want your – I wouldn't want to watch my players high, you know, go on the field and do their thing. Um, I don't know. I think there might be a fine – obviously, there's a fine line now between – you know, recreational and medical use, but who knows, maybe down the road, if, you know, this becomes something more widely looked at, it's not going to be a short-term solution anytime soon. Um, but what was I going to say? I mean, if, if I think here's the thing, if I'm Jerry Jones and somehow this does, you know, become legalized or they don't look at it as harshly, yeah. dude, I'm, I'm, I'm putting a, a marijuana distillery right next <laughs> to the Gatorade machine. Uh. <laughs> this is, this is what's going to take to keep these players sane and happy and healthy. I don't give a fuck, dude, whatever, because they just lost a really good young talent. And it's actually, I think, going to be a sad story if, if this becomes uh, becomes a pattern. Yeah, if this yeah, becomes if this... an official retirement as well. I mean, you got to remember, I don't think this retirement is official yet. He did. Right, right, did right, right. So you never know. Well, it's like, remember that kid on the 49ers who retired a few years ago, like his first or second year in just because oh. he's headache, concussion symptoms. He's pretty much like fuck this like i'm not doing this for another 10 years or whatever it is for you know yeah, i don't remember who that was exactly but i do remember that yeah he did retire and he did kind mm-hmm. of you know put it on the fact that yeah his body was just getting worn down already yeah but i don't know man we'll, we'll see how this plays out like you said cam i mean this was literally a guy just going on instagram live hi spitting <laughs> uh spitting all this stuff spitting up, so. some uh hashtag truth All right, guys, let's wrap this up here. Um, The Bruins have had (laughs) quite a couple last games here, um, mostly coming from behind and uh, and extending their uh, streak to 19-game point streak. Second time this team has done that in in franchise history. This is an exciting time for the Bruins to be doing this uh, as we head into April playoffs time. Um, What do you guys think about this? Unreal. I mean, right now, uh, I I don't believe they're first in the NHL. They are second though in point yeah. total, correct? Yeah. Behind Tampa Bay. Yeah. I, I think I think to go to the Stanley Cup Finals, you're gonna have to go through a team like them. Yeah. So I mean, it's great that they're having a 19 uh, 19 game point streak, but you know, you you gotta make it matter in the playoffs. And we all know in yeah. the NHL playoffs, that puck can bounce any damn way. It really can. Yeah, I think I think you I think you're right, Cam. Yeah, I mean, I think we keep the emotions in check. I, well, know. I think relative to the Bruins, I mean, last year I feel better about this year than last year. Last year you had a lot of dependency on one line. This year, you know, you can the you depth, can kind yeah. of feel comfortable going in with that first, second, and third line. And uh, obviously, the defensive pairings have been pretty good. Brandon Carlos had a pretty improved year, has he not? No, he has, and and I yeah. mean, you look at other players. It's not just you're right. It's not just one line doing it or one player doing it. You know, you see Krejci coming up, and Marshy obviously pretty consistent. Um, yeah. Rask is playing out of his mind at at, at points, and then um, DeBrusque. Uh, we'll be interested to see if they can catch. I think Pittsburgh has like the longest streak in history. Cam, any final words for sports? Well, uh, hopefully the Celtics can uh, close out that West Coast road trip tomorrow night with a four-game win streak. I think there's still a good short chance they can get that third seed, and uh, hopefully they do. But hot take here, I think their best chance is going with the fourth seed and facing Milwaukee before Toronto. Leave you with that. Yep. Wow. Yep, I agree. Cool. So we should have some uh, some free agency updates to hit on next week too, hopefully. Hopefully. All right, All right. guys. Cam and uh, and All the right. Sports Bucket team will be hitting, uh, hitting your visual and audio airwaves uh, every Monday and – and Friday, and it looks like they have a Saturday potential show as well. Follow them. It's at Twitch. Um, and, again, that's the Sports Bucket. You guys have, like, a, a Facebook, too, and an Instagram, yeah? Yep, we have a Facebook. It's same thing. Uh, the Sports Bucket, Instagram, same thing. Catch us tomorrow night at 7 p.m. We'll be talking all the relevant sports topics over the weekend. All right, very good. Nice. All right, Cammy. Thanks, thanks, buddy. All right, boys. Man. I'll see you later. Great. See you, bud. Bye. All right, Dan, so let's get right into business. You know, I remember being little Shawnee O uh, before I had a car, getting on my two-wheel bike and and riding down to Bill Ricca Center uh, to go to my favorite store at the time. You know what that store was, Dan? It was Blockbuster. Ah, yes. Of 
hardcore. <laughs> and Blockbuster, Blockbuster was the shit. It was, man. And and it was really cool because you know what? You know, back in the day you'd go get like the Santa Claus on VHS. You'd you'd, you'd bring it home on a Friday, watch it with the family. That slowly evolved yep. to DVDs, yep. right? And then um obviously um, you know, PS2, uh, Game Video Boy, games. they had games, they had everything, said. right? What's that? I mean, that was, dude, that was Friday night. Yeah. Like, I remember my family was usually a game and a movie was, like, our, like, quota yeah. that we could, like, do when we went there. And that was a tough decision, man, because remember, I mean, obviously in a second we'll get into why the hell we're talking about Blockbuster. But um, <laughs> you remember the new releases, they take up, like, the whole wall, and you had to go behind, like, the movie yeah. to see if they had, like, the actual Blockbuster copy you could rent. Uh, they had, you know. Oh my god! Remember they had movies playing like on the TV, like new movies that came out. Block Blockbuster was crazy, man. That if you weren't there on Friday night, like what else? You that set that makes or breaks your entire weekend. It's why it's why I tried to get good grades because it was all contingent on going to Blockbuster and. You know, the the Chinese place we used to go was right next to to Blockbuster, so (laughs) it was a Friday Friday. night affair. (laughs) Absolutely, man. Worst case, you just come home and watch TGIF, but you you had to make the Blockbuster run. Anyway. So BusinessInsider.com is reporting that Blockbuster is closing its final remaining stores in Alaska, which means one thing, Dan, only one thing. Um, no pun intended that Blockbuster has only one remaining store in the continental U.S., um, and that is in Bend, Oregon. Yep. <laughs> what Bend, the hell Oregon. happens in Bend, Oregon? Blockbuster, man. I mean, yeah. at this point, I think the reason I think this is a business story is, you know, we just talked about how big of an industry this was, and they really were – like, I'll be honest with you, growing up, there were, like, multi, I'm sure it's the same where most of you guys all grew up, but there there were other video stores, right? Like, for instance, I had Videomat. Um, there was a place called Video Thunder. That was pretty good. Wow. But Blockbuster <laughs> was, like, the virtualized one. Yeah. And, Dan, didn't didn't Blockbuster have a chance to buy Netflix at one point? Yeah. They could have they bought Netflix in the early 2000s for, like, $50 million, which is absolutely crazy because <laughs> – I mean, they're worth multiple billions of dollars now, obviously. But I think the main reason it's a business story is it just goes to show how how a company as prosperous and popular and successful as someone like Blockbuster can really just be eaten alive by these virtual startup companies that they're really their goal is just making everything, um, I think, as customer centric as possible. Right. All Netflix did was make everything easier for the consumer. No late fees. You don't even have to leave your house. And this was even before Netflix did streaming, right? Remember, the original Netflix was simply um, a subscription, a monthly subscription where you just get DVDs mailed to you. Yeah, I remember that. From what I, from what it looks like, the main difference I think was no late fees, because people could do stuff at their convenience. They're working with a company that trusted them to, you know, get something returned when they needed to. Um, Obviously, Netflix has scaled like crazy since then. but it's just kind of crazy looking back to see the opportunity that a company like Blockbuster had uh, to be a part of it at such a low price. And at this point, dude, with the last remaining location in Bend, Oregon, I think you just have to keep it open as a as a landmark and market it <laughs> as a, almost as a tourist opportunity. Right. If I go to visit out in the West Coast or the you know nor- northwestern Pacific, it's just, you know, why wouldn't I want to just stop at Blockbuster and take pictures? You know, it's like. It's like anything in business, supply and demand, right? If there is the supply 100%. for it, if they, you know, what do you? They have four thousand account holders there, so if if <laughs> if people are going, don't close it. But um, you know, hard to say when you have smart TVs right now. And really, the name of the game is being able to produce something when people want it, which is again on a Friday or Saturday night when they're sitting there with their family, their loved ones, wanting to wanting to, wanting to watch a movie, and they'll pay for it, and they don't want to go out. <laughs> and uh and find it it's just there so uh good go ahead no i think the main the main takeaway from a business standpoint is it just goes to show that you know don't be so ignorant to change yeah you know what i mean look you know do your due diligence don't be so you know standoffish and understand that you know if you're not keeping up with the times you're going to get eaten alive and i think it's just not cool for blockbuster obviously um but but netflix the whole netflix blockbuster relationship really showed to prove that 
Well, and I know you and I have both watched the movie The Founder with Michael Keaton. Mm-hmm. It's the same exact story with the, uh, yeah, with the McDonald's God, brothers. Uh, 100%. Not being able to adapt and evolve, even though they had an amazing idea that was worth well, very valuable with trillions mm-hmm. of dollars, but um, they weren't able to evolve. And, and in the sick world of business, it was uh, stolen from them. So, well, never mind. It wasn't right. stolen, but we'll get into that in another episode. Dan, we have the Cambodian prince, Soapy Priyap, on the line. Yeah. Soapy, how you doing, man? Doing good, man. Doing good. How are you? Soapy, I got to tell you, man. Biggest boost with our our new young yeah, podcast dude. here with the Would You Rather best bit uh, that you were a part of. How do you feel to be mm-hmm. the, the biggest part of our success thus far? Honestly, I didn't have a, a speech prepared for this, so <laughs> I'm just um, speaking off the cuff. But uh, very flattering to hear that. And, mm-hmm. um, you know, whatever – I don't care about individual stats. Whatever helps the team win, that's what I'm here wow. for. I love it. What a great thing to say. Dude, right. we've had multiple people reach out to us genuinely concerned um, about you being <laughs> lost in numerous pieces of furniture throughout your home. So, Oh, yeah. I'm back at the scene of the crime right now. Yeah. This is the actual. Oh, be careful. Yeah. For, people can't see on the video, but I'm at the couch where I uh, I almost oh my got God. So, yeah. Ground, Soapy's back at ground zero. No longer yeah. on his knees. He's actually in a sitting position right now, so that's good. <laughs> yeah. All right, so, so speaking of uh, weird things, yeah. uh, we, we wanted to bring Soap on for this episode to hit on a documentary, a Netflix documentary that's been hitting, hitting the rounds, starting to circulate, starting to get some traction, uh, and that's Abducted in Plain Sight. So we've all seen it at this point. Um, I'm sure a lot of you have seen it. There's a lot of memes and stuff going around. Soapy, why don't you... I don't know why we as before an we before we get to Soapy. Can I just say, uh, yeah, if you if you are listening to this podcast and you decide that you have nothing to do and 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 are and are have a Netflix account or steal your parents' Netflix account or steal your mm-hmm. brother's or sister's Netflix account and you log on to Netflix and you see abducted in plain sight and you choose to watch this show. Uh, seriously, just ask yourself 10 minutes in, why am I watching this? Because this is so freaking messed up. And I mean, it's it... really good, actually. So, Soapy, why don't you give us kind of the... And again, I mean, obviously, at this point, there's probably going to be some spoilers. So if you actually really give a shit, I guess, you know, watch it and then come back. But, yeah. Soapy, why don't you give us, like, a quick cliff... Your, well, your quick Cliff Notes version of uh, what this documentary is about. Oh, God. Um... <laughs> I don't even know how to sum this up, so I might I might defer back to you in a second here. But basically, <laughs> it's it's about a family in like the 1970s in was it mm-hmm. Idaho, some like midwestern town. Yeah, yeah, basically a state that like no one here is ever going to go to. But um, not now. Yeah. No. <laughs> <laughs> um, if I had plans, I'd definitely change them. But basically, two neighboring families. They're, they mm-hmm. both seem to be like happy-go-lucky. Basically, it looked like it's something out of the Brady Bunch where uh, yeah. middle America, um, nothing really to see here. Two neighbors that were um, contributing members to society. Yeah. They, were, they were going to church, and I think that's how they originally met each other. Um, mm-hmm. No, they were, just, they were just nice, like coming to the neighborhood. Two families together. Yeah. One had like four kids. The other had like two. Or did, yeah. Did they have any kids? It's it, They were just – regular american dream two families living next to each other being nice to each mm-hmm. other mm-hmm. Yeah, well, yeah so far exactly you know nothing to see here everything that you would want from the american dream like you said but eventually yeah. the uh husband or the the father of one of the families like really became what was his name again uh they just called him b right b yeah um, something Birch robert. robert the names Birch. the last names of the both families are like wicked close the, um, like one's Broberg, Broberg's are the good guy. I mean, there's no good well, versus bad, but it's Birch told, Birch told, Birch told, yes, yeah. Birch told. That's what it was. Yeah. So uh, this guy Robert Birch told befriends the kids of the other family, of which there's three mm-hmm. daughters, but takes a liking to. Um, she's the middle daughter, right, Jan? I think so. Yeah. yeah so like, no, Jan. Look. Jan was the oldest. Jan was the oldest. Okay. So takes a liking to her. And eventually, like, this is a really, really uh, skimmed-down version of this, but um, takes her on what he tells the family is going to be, like, a um, just a normal trip, right? Yeah, yeah. Normal trip, and, a, and ends up abducting her for 
weeks. I think it goes into months. And when she first wakes up, she's near some sort of radio. And the recording that's playing is telling her that she's been abducted by aliens and that the master plan is that she has to uh, basically have sex with Birch Told in order to, like, um, carry out the mission. Yeah, yeah. She has to have his kids to carry out the mission. Um, and if not, then I can't remember. They either like kill her or kill her family. Like uh, the aliens come and like take over the world. Like something that's fucking what, crazy. Yeah. Yeah. Very. She's, <laughs> very she's like 12. No, she's yeah, like yeah, 10 yeah. or 12 when this happens. Right. It, it, it's on it. I mean, to really sum it up, it's a it's a child molestation documentary. Pretty yeah. much. You yeah. Know, it's, and the scary part is just like how this fucking guy like manipulated this simple like easygoing family to the point where even at the most simplest terms i don't know and i get it like the 70s were a different time i keep hearing like you know my parents always tell me stories how they would go out play outside all day come home and the sun went down i don't remember taking like weekend trips with my dad's friends like no, no matter like how well i knew them like that's just you know what i mean it's like Dan, you're like right. I just... mean, I think this is such a messed up story. And look, I, 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 one of my favorite shows to watch is Law and Order SVU because of the mind mm-hmm. games that are played and how this is done. Mm-hmm. But it's, it's interesting. But what's, what's really, really interesting about how this guy did this is mm-hmm. he weaved his way into this family. He gained trust, right? And then he picked each member apart. So he went yeah. and he seduced the mom. He seduced the mom. Oh, yeah. The mom no, cheated. So, like, honestly, like, there's probably like, five to ten, like, different backstories you can jump into. Like, it's crazy. <laughs> the you mom cheated on go... the husband with B. Oh, I'm not even going to get to what after... he did with the dad. There was sexual activity with the dad. He had the high ground with the matriarch and the patriarch of the family. So, And they didn't want any of that getting exposed. So, So when it came to Jan... This is a girl getting into her almost her teenage years, where she should she mm-hmm. has these natural feelings, and uh, the parents aren't even there to guard her because they're worried about their personal secrets being exposed. It's, right. It's it's so many layers, but I think the main like the main backstory is this guy is able, and honestly, like I I don't think the parents of Jan are completely not at fault, obviously. But, I mean, it's scary how someone can simply manipulate these people into thinking this. Like, thinking and trusting it's okay for my daughter to go away with this guy. Or, you know, you mentioned it. Like, one of the other weird ones that kind of got swept under the rug was when the guy took the husband out on that infamous drive in his truck. And was bitching about, like, not getting any relief and satisfaction from his wife. And, spoiler alert somehow convince this guy to just like jerk him off in his truck like, and, like that, that was okay it now, was a hundred percent the parents my closest fault. friends you guys are two of my closest friends <laughs> i could never no. well yeah i i can never imagine being in that scenario i just don't understand i, I, I have a question so, <laughs> so i wrote this down as a, a, a particularly interesting point about that scene which every, by now everyone <laughs> has seen which First of all, the the memes are hilarious because oh, yeah. the whole time the guy is like, and I was talking to one of my friends about this. The guy, that older man who ended up jerking the guy off, was mm-hmm. like stoic throughout the whole thing, even though his daughter had been molested. And then, oh, yeah. yeah, the first time that he shows emotion is when he had to talk about jerking the guy off. So very right. strange, like roller coaster there. But uh, <laughs> the quote that I wrote down was that um, apparently Birch told told. The, the dad that it was just quote unquote kid stuff uh, yeah. <laughs> for, the, for the dad to jerk him off. So my question mm-hmm. is, do you guys think that would work on any of your friends if you, if that was how you like tried to sell it? It's like no, this is um this is just kid stuff. Like jerk me off real quick. No, no. I don't have any. Fr- I mean, no. <laughs> no. Next question. No. <laughs> um. No. I mean, I don't know. Hold on. Like, I wouldn't completely – it would have to be a pretty long conversation. And I would have – they would have to literally be like, listen, like, I'm at my last – I'm at my last wits right now. You know, are you going to do this or not? And I'd, I'd honestly be like, you know what? Like, you probably need, like, some therapy. Um, 
this is just I'd, I'd, I'd like you to take me home, please. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, you're right, because that really got swept under the rug. The last point I want to make, what else really kind of pissed me off or kind of like bothered me was so virtually she was abducted twice. You know, the first mm-hmm. one happened. Um, the guy got in trouble. He went to jail for like 10 days or something absurd. But remember the second time he abducted her when they 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 recorded like those calls between Birchild and the mom and the mom was like so casual talking to him. She was like, oh, hey, B, like, how are you today? Like, oh, did you end up talking to Jan? Like, I hope she's doing yeah. well. This was like 60 days into an abduction. Like, how do you not want this guy, like, dead? Or, you like, cheated I, I, on your husband with this guy. Like, well, it, and she slept with him. <laughs> yeah. Like, no, you're right. It is I'll, very I'll interesting. It, it, it would definitely make for some awkward Christmas parties. <laughs> oh, wow. Guys, I didn't realize like, get that. Together. I didn't realize that. So the mom and the dad both cheated on each other with the same guy. Dude, yes. three-way Eskimo brothers, one wow. fan, like between two families. Oh, and the daughter, actually. Yeah. I, I have a point that I think you guys would find interesting. How about the fact that um, before the first abduction, that family let him build like a wall barrier in the bedroom to separate yeah. the two girls that were sharing yeah. the bedroom? How and, bizarre and they is let that? Him, they let him sleep in the bed. Yeah. Like, but dude, he orchestrated the whole thing. Part, remember, it was, part of, it was part of his therapy. Yeah, right. imagine a guy coming into your daughter's bedroom. Uh, your two daughters' shared bedroom, and being like, "Hey, um, do you mind if I just completely build a second wall in here? That way, like me and this one daughter can have privacy from the other, because this other one is really like not letting us hang out and stuff." So, look, actually, that, would that be an issue? Look, honest, I understand. That, that... Look, I, I understand we're in the Northeast. I understand that things are done vastly different across the nation. It, you know, West Coast, East Coast, just different ethics of work, etc. But mm. but this is a hundred percent on the parents. Like mm. you, you gotta put your I I don't it, it, yes, it's a sign of the times, things laissez faire uh mentality. But this is like you're right, Sophie. It, you are hundred percent right. You, you this guy is in the house building up a wall between two daughters. What mental and here's, state here's another to allow part this part as a thought, parent? Yeah. Here's another part I thought was kind of funny. Remember when he went out west and started, like, selling motorhomes with his brother? You remember yeah. That? And his brother was like, he's like, this guy was the best goddamn motorhome salesman I've ever yeah. in my life. Yeah. Dude, no shit. He just sold this family on the, the, the ability to take their daughter and, and marry her and build a wall in their house and all this other stuff. Dude, he's, he's a I was gonna say that I mean, there's no other way to say it. This guy had a mental problem. Uh, not to mm-hmm. like, not to just blame everything on that. But if you were to take his brain and put it into the the head of someone who's actually like productive and use it for good, this guy could have been fucking brilliant. Because like you guys, oh, yeah. He, oh, yeah, he literally toppled the family like like one like <laughs> he guarded positions one through five somehow. It was fucking Giannis Attentacumpo of uh, child molestation, <laughs> and just like. <clears throat> single-handedly turned everyone against each other and yeah just took them down yeah. from the top so very uh very well-rounded in- so he, he, here's the last thing i want to touch on and honestly i was thinking about this earlier so she was what like 10 or 11 years old yeah yep so uh, for some reason i thought she was younger but okay even 10 or 11 picture back to when you were 10 or 11 honest to god if i woke up not knowing where i was okay and I heard like these messages about aliens and this, this and that. I honestly don't know. Like I, I could honestly see myself as a kid by I think it's a pretty for especially for the 70s, a pretty well thought out plan. As crazy as that sounds like I think 11 year olds, you're old enough to make to understand what's normal and what's not. But I don't know, like watching like sci fi movies and all this stuff, I, I could see how a naive person a girl could buy into believing that's real. Yeah, I'm 100% agree or is that crazy? Uh, What's I, that? I 100% agree. I, I definitely yeah. agree because I'm like, I, I fall for shit at this point, like at the age of 30. And if I was at, if I was at that point in time, like you were saying, like with no technology, no social media, with that, without that as part of like my upbringing or anything like that. Oh, that's that. the other thing. You have no cell phone. You can't Google this stuff. You can't yeah. text anyone. This, well, and this, here's honestly, the thing. That be, that the most be... influential part of her life is her, probably her parents, is the guidance, right? And this guy, this B guy, is probably superseding them. So you're, I don't blame Jan or her misinterpretation. No, 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 no. God, this... no, I'm not blaming her. But, I mean, but the fact is that that worked well enough for her eventually down the line to want to marry this guy and, like, <laughs> leave her. That's where it gets crazy. That's where it's like you've literally brainwashed this child. You brainwashed her. kind of creepy. Yeah. 
and, and not for it nothing is. to kind of maybe maybe pivot into a more other recent news story. Um, you know, not for nothing. It's kind of along the same lines of some stuff that came out in the Michael Jackson documentary about allegations. The about, Michael who? That, <laughs> about like those seven year old kids. Now, I don't want to get into that either, but it's it's different when you're when you're talking about little kids who are. It's not gullible. It's just they're they're too young to understand what is what may seem ridiculous. Like, uh, you know what I mean? Like I could I don't know. I honestly feel bad for the girl, but there, there's a lot of just fucked up shit that happens in a course of 90 yeah. minutes in that documentary, pretty much. Yeah. All right. But anyway, at this point, I mean, if you haven't seen it, you need to go watch it. But it's uh, it's interesting. Cause it kind of takes like it kind of takes people by storm. Like it, it all started for me. One guy in my office saw it. He started talking to me about it like this over lunch. I was like, all right, I'll check it out. Me and my wife watched it one weekend. We were both like, holy shit. So now I go back to work. Now there's two of us who have seen it, right? So now other people hear you talking about it. And then you see all the memes. And it's weird how this just stuff just kind of like naturally spreads like that. I literally texted sure Dan 10 minutes into it. Why am I watching this? Why did you make me watch this? Like, it's... I mean, it's entertaining. And it's honestly, it, it raises, you know, not for nothing. It raises, I think, interesting discussions yeah. on various topics. But... Yeah. All right, Soapy, well, thank you once again. Anyway. <laughs> Moving on. <laughs> yeah, Thanks, buddy. Yeah, be a part of that. <laughs> yeah. Well, Soapy, thank you for your expertise. We really appreciated that insight. Oh, absolutely. Anytime I can bring some knowledge from the field personally, um, I'd, I'd love to join. Excellent. All right, later, buddy. All right, Shawnee O, you ready to jump in entertainment? Yay. Okay, wow. Weird. Uh, it's been a weekend, man. I don't know if you saw J-Lo and A-Rod are engaged i'm i'm not gonna lie to you when you sent me that i was i i honestly thought that already like happened like two years ago i didn't know hell no they haven't been dating that long but they're officially or they will officially be a power couple yeah they are a smoking hot celebrity couple yeah and it led me to don't even don't even front it led me to look up on ranker.com yeah top 10 actually to be to be in all honesty, they ranked in the top ten most beautiful couples. I don't know if yeah. that makes a difference or not. Um, but the top ten most beautiful couples, and to make this even better, we pr- should probably have a female perspective on this, right? Sure. Yeah. Okay. So we brought back friend of the show Ariana. Um, she's actually uh, been on the show a few times with our our bachelor bits. But Ari, welcome back. Thanks for helping us out. No problem. Ari, the wife. Let's go. Female okay. perspective. Now, for some reason, Ari and I aren't on this list, so they must this, you know, can't be very valid. But anyway, <laughs> must not be two from 2016. So here, here, I want to get your intake on each one. So here we go. So, so hold on, how ranked... are we judging this from a power couple, from a hottest couple, from a like, like I said, this is Ranker.coms, which is a public forum where people can go on and vote. Yep. Um, live. Uh, again, I I said hottest celebrity couple, but just so we're full... like professionally, like nope. Nope. Top 10 most beautiful couples on Ranker.com. Okay. Fair? Fair. Number one, Ryan Reynolds and Blake Lively. Yes. I love it. Love them. Love it. I do love them because they're they're a really cool couple too. If you follow them on like social media or like YouTube, they're always like – anytime they go on like like talk shows and stuff, they're always like joking about – not joking, like talking about all the cool stuff they do together. They're a really cool couple. I'm totally cool with that one. I could also see Ryan Reynolds being like a cool guy. You know, like he... He's wicked cool. Oh, yeah. yeah, he's Deadpool. Yeah. All right, this is a big one. Number two, Justin Timberlake and Jessica Biel. Love them. Awesome. <laughs> They're great. <laughs> They're so cool, and they are, they are uh, smoking hot. Jessica beautiful. He doesn't even need makeup. Dude, how hot is Jessica Biel and um, Chuck and Larry? Oh, my gosh, so great. I was talking to Sean. <laughs> that shout, that post rain scene. All right. Well, Sean, you still there? Yeah. Yeah, I'm here. sorry. I was just looking at pictures of Jessica Biel because, wow. Oh, good man. God. Number three, Ashton Kutcher and Mila Kunis. Oh, my God. Mila Kunis overrated. is so good looking. Oh, Ari, come on. I mean, I don't know. I think it's overrated. They come came from that on. 70s show. and it's Oh, that's true. I forgot about that. But. They're still, they're cute, I guess. So number four, this is the first one that kind of, I think, went off the grid a little bit for me. So it's Joe, do you know this guy already? Joe Manganiello? He's from yeah. Troy. He's from Troy. I just, okay. From Troy, he's from Magic Mike, too. 
like um which one from Memphis? i know i don't know how to explain it to you without showing you a picture you can look after and sophia vergara I from mean, uh modern family she's hot sophia by herself i was gonna say is you you'll know this guy ari yeah i'm up on your phone he he's a good looking guy he's um, prince hector from troy he's uh true blood magic like mike Vergara's husband there you go hold on i want to see Ari's big picture, yeah. big you dick richie right? oh, he's big dick he richie yeah. He's a little older, too. He's okay. He's like uh, almost like our our time of uh, um, George Clooney. Older. Cute. Yeah, that's, yeah. that's good. That's yeah. Good. yeah. Cool. How about this one? Number five, David and Victoria Beckham. See, like, amazing. How good-looking. D- David Beckham is is the caliber of good-lookingness. Like, he's... Yeah. I think I think David Beckham is perceived as way more better looking than Victoria Beckham. Now. What is Victoria? Isn't she in Spice the, Girls? Yeah, no, Spice I know Girls. who she is, but what is she doing professionally right now? She's David Beckham's wife. Well, yeah. I know, but is she like <laughs> literally I, in her job title? I she's don't a know. she's a um, fashion designer. Okay. Oh, okay. All right. I love this one. Number six: Ryan Gosling and Eva Mendes. Well, Dan's a Ryan Gosling. She he would choose <sighs> Ryan Gosling over any. Female. Hey, Ryan Gosling was one of the most underrated cornerbacks in in. Um, Southern Mississippi Titans. High School Under football. The Titans. Not my fault. He can't keep up with those receivers. You know. Have, have you guys seen? Um, they have to sit Allen out. Yeah. Have you guys seen that movie, Place Beyond the Pines, with Ryan Gosling no. and Eva Mendes? Yeah. That's that's a good movie. They're good in that movie. I do like Eva Mendes. I like I don't, I don't see this relationship. I it, it seems like opposites to me. I I don't, and I'm not a big Eva Mendes oh. fan. So I don't. What I don't do you mean like they're opposites? I just don't see her getting with him and him getting with her. She seems too mature for him. To be honest, both but... highly attractive celebrities who live in Los Angeles. Okay. I, I and they've done multiple movies together. I'm allowed to have my opinion. Song. I just don't think I, I if if That's I fair. if I listed ten celebrities and these two were on it, I yeah. no, I could right. see right. you know Eva Mendez getting with I mean, the David Beckham before. Yeah, because there's know. plenty of guys who aren't on here. I already brought up a few. Number seven's interesting. Barack and Michelle Obama. Yes, huh. Queen. That's weird of like, hottest uh, couples okay Michelle, okay okay michelle's a power woman and i think they just put barack because he was president they're not hot <laughs> they're, no they're old people but they're a power couple they're a power couple a pa- this okay. is beautiful couples i mean i think they're beautiful i guess yeah i guess i don't know whatever i don't can't I don't shit think on them. so yeah. number not. eight will smith and jada pinkett that's like a classic one yeah they're a little older jada pinkett back in the day was really hot yeah. Will Smith, obviously. Was Jada Catwoman? No, that was Halle Berry. Oh, that's right. Okay. Jada Pinkett was in. Um... Oh, uh, she was in that TV show with. Um... What the fuck was Jada Pinkett in? There's she was a movie in uh, Matrix. She was in Doctor Doolittle. She was the woman in Doctor Doolittle, and then other like. Wasn't she in a TV show with that guy who played Ryan in um, the OC? With oh, the... oh, Gotham? Yeah. Yeah, she, oh, she's Catwoman. Blue Bloods. My bad. She in, like, Blue Bloods or something? Yeah, yeah. All right, number nine's uh, no-brainer. Tom Brady and Giselle. Yeah. Let's go. Uh, hello. Yeah. Not going to waste too much like, time there. Kids. They should be three. Beautiful couple. Beautiful everything. Beautiful everything. Now, number ten's a little different. Um, Humphrey Bogarts and Lauren Bacall. They're, like, old movie actors. I thought your list said Hugh Hefner for a second. No. <laughs> but here's the best part. Ari brought up... I, who who's missing from this list? Obviously, Jalen jo- and Arod could be Bra- there. Brad and uh, Jolina, uh, Angelina. For Angelina, are they still married? I never know what's going on with those. Oh, ones. I don't know. That's true. Because it was it was Brad and Jennifer Aniston, right? Yeah, and he and left then, her for Angelina. Right, Angelina was a homewrecker and broke that up. And then there was remember speaking of J Lo, what was there was Ben Affleck and J Lo. Um, they broke up, didn't they? I know, but what was their name? They had a little name. Wait, what? They had like a nickname for their couple. Maybe it was someone else. Brangelina. Brangelina. Oh, I'm thinking of Brangelina probably, yeah, I guess. Because yep. remember, Ben Affleck was in the Jenny from Block video on the mm-hmm. boat, remember? Yeah. That's when they were dating. So Ari brought up a really good one. So they were a little rocky, but Beyonce and Jay-Z. Yeah. That's a good one. Yeah. And then also there's Kanye and Kim Kardashian. Yeah. Oh, also, uh, John Legend and Chris, um, Chrissy, Chrissy Teigen. Teigen. Oh, yeah. They're both good-looking people. Uh, is Adam, Reese Witherspoon Adam, and Ryan Flippy. Oh, Adam Levine and his Victoria's Secret wife. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> good-looking guy. Topless at the Super Bowl. You know who's a couple, who's too? Who's Blake Shelton dating? Uh, Gwen Stefani. Another voice. Oh, yeah, yeah. Right. Emma what Stone and Garfield? Andrew Garfield. Who's Andrew Garfield dating? He's uh, Emma Stone. 
No shit. Yeah. I think these are all married couples now that I think about it. Do you guys list. know who are, who are missing? Oh, my God. Who? Guys. Colton and Cassie. Oh, oh fuck out God. of here. <laughs> and there's the segue into next <laughs> week's episode. <laughs> all right, Ari. Thank you. Thanks, That was Ari. a good one. That was a good one. All right, Dan. Um, John, you are a big – you want to hit on something big before we let our audience go. Yeah, so um, this week, uh, big week in sports, of course, but another big thing this week was known for was um, HBO released the new trailer for uh, the next season of Game of Thrones coming out April 15th. Um, cool. Cannot wait. Um, We'll probably post it to the Facebook page. Um just so so many things that are that are coming up that we just we cannot anticipate. Probably some of the big stuff. Hopefully, seeing Rhaegar Targaryen more um, in this season, and um, and obviously the White Walkers are. There will be a big battle at Winterfell. So, um, Dan, mm. I know you you might need to catch up a little bit, or, or, yep, or big time. <laughs> so I'm definitely not the got guy, but we yeah. have uh, we have our Game of Thrones experts ready to go to uh, yeah really get into the season so we should be looking forward to that too so hopefully we can get uh benjamin papa pulling in for a take i know uh buddy nice. of mine dj reese is uh is looking to, to share a little bit a couple of the uh hockey guys could watched, you get so. um do you think we could get peter dinklage on the show um I, i've talked to his agent but i'll let you know uh-huh. yeah that's the guy from elf right yes he's the he's the <laughs> the little elf <laughs> little he's an angry little elf. <laughs> <laughs> all right dan cool. well what a right, what a weekly rundown! Lots going on. Um, next week is St. Patrick's Day. So, any last thoughts? No, man. Looking forward to a uh, fun week of free agency in the NFL, hopefully, and um, looking forward to see how this crazy bachelor season wraps up. Yeah, um, I think it's going to be a fun Monday, Tuesday, and we look forward to uh, to giving you our final recap of uh, of the Bachelor uh, coming to a best bit near you. And uh, yeah, we'll see you next week. Rock Thanks, roll. Guys. See you guys. To join the discussion, connect, and learn more, follow Best Podcast on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Online at thebestcast.com. A podcast created by friends with friends for friends.